Reed Wilkins with you, and I'm pleased to be joined by a former member of the Edmonton Oilers, played over a thousand games on defense in his career. It is Eric Brewer checking in. Hey, Eric, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Uh, doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's nice to catch up with you as our uh, alumni guest today. And uh, I, I often start by asking people what they're up to, but I, I know what you're up to. Uh, you're one of the owners of the Prince George Cougars, the team you you played for in the Western Hockey League as well. How have you enjoyed that experience so far? Well, I, I mean, if you accept uh, the last calendar year, it's been it's been good. It's been uh, it's been interesting being on the other side of of the business for sure. Um, I'd be lying to say would prefer to be a player, but there's lots to, there's lots to like, and it's a great league uh, uh, for everyone really to to learn and to grow and. And uh, there's some fantastic young athletes coming through, so we're uh, we're excited about that. When you were a player, did you ever think that you would like to do something like uh, own a team or do something business-related, or or where did this start to kind of uh, ignite in your mind? Quite honestly, I didn't think a whole lot about it. The teams typically don't change ownership very often. Um, And um, towards the end of my career, it, it, it... it just kind of landed in my lap per se. And so it was just something to, to overlook and uh, knowing that it wasn't going to be a daily driver per se, and that it wasn't moving back to Prince and doing all the day-to-day things. I think it, it was a good fit. Um, and so uh, we, we, you know, we've had a good team. We've had, we've had some challenges too. And so we're kind of on, on our uptick. We've, we've invested some time and, and trying to improve the program and, and give the kids the best chance to, to do well. And uh, hopefully in the, in the next uh, year to two to three in the cycle, we'll, uh, we'll see some significant progress. Well, and obviously you mentioned the, the challenges of the last calendar year, and I, I gave the Oil Kings score. The, the Alberta teams have been playing the four divisions of the Western Hockey League kind of all operating uh, as their own little leagues for the time being, and then we'll see what happens. Tell me about going through the process of, uh, of get it, getting started and nailing down these, the, the two bubble cities in, uh, in the BC division. There's a lot of there's a lot of work that's been done from a lot of, of uh, hardworking people in the league. Um, there's some real strong advocates and longtime advocates uh, of the Western Hockey League guys, guys and gals who've been around for since I played, and they really believe in the development process and they believe in their communities and, and they've been patient with how this has gone and maybe not as patient behind closed doors like everybody, but um, it's you know. Junior hockey, as you're well aware, huge, huge fabric of the communities, and um, and it's a big part of the social social aspect and the community uh, bonding experience. And getting these teams up and running is is uh, you know imperative for that. You know, having these young athletes uh, not playing for a calendar year is is uh, is not great. Thankfully or unthankfully, it's been it's been universal for the most part. So. It's not like some places have been going for considerably longer, but they're they need they need the out. You know what I mean? Like these athletes, these are these are uh, very high functioning guys, and and um, they need to play. And just the whole uh, uh, trickle down from the National Hockey League, getting the draft going, and there's so many facets to it. And I'm you know broad stroking it at best, but it, it, it's a good thing. Like this is good for everyone. 
Yeah, for sure. Eric Brewer joining us tonight on the Faceoff Show as we get you ready for the Oilers and the Leafs. You were a really high draft pick to, to look back on your career a little bit, fifth overall in 97 to the Islanders. And then as a as a pretty young guy still, um, you were traded to the Edmonton Oilers and, and you had played around uh, 90 games or so for the Islanders when that happened over a couple of seasons. If you can flash back to that, I know it was a little over 20 years ago, but tell me about being traded that early in your career, especially uh, by by a team that obviously thought really highly of you for, for where they drafted you? Yeah, it was interesting because I'd never been traded in junior and growing up out west and in smaller communities. So by the time I left Prince George to go to Long Island, it was a, it was a little eye-opening in that sense. Um, we weren't that great of a team. Um, we had an ownership change and... Um, we had some great veteran guys who were real good to me, uh, really helped things along. But I got a new set of owners, and they wanted to get a bit older. And um, some of us got moved out. And um, you know, growing up in the '80s with with uh, with Oilers, clearly uh, was you know, if there was a team, that was a team I was pretty excited about. And probably the single best thing that happened to me, um, possibly in pro hockey. Um, just was, it was just the right fit at the right time and and just the way that they did things in Edmonton with with Kevin and Mac T and and Charlie and Billy Moores and all the other you know the the, the trainers and I just understood what it was like to be a young player and a and a in the NHL and just kind of the expectations and yeah it was it was a real good fit for me I enjoyed it very much so, so what were some of those specific things that you felt you took steps forward here from becoming maybe somebody who felt like a young player to an established player? Well, I, I you know, it's tough, it's tough to pinpoint, you know, smaller things, but I think just, just what, what Kevin and Mac and Charlie and all these guys, they like there was just a stability to the program. Like they just, you know, they played so many games. They won championships. Um, they're real easy to talk to. They're all fairly fairly into the game, as you as you well know. Um, and so, you, the majority of the time, you had some real good conversations, good or bad. They're pretty, you know, they're they're real fair. Um, and so, I think you always knew where you stood. Uh, they never they were never hovering uh, around you, but you know they. They, they were just on it. You know, I just felt like they, they had a, a good picture of what was going on with the team and they were realistic and, you know, and, and where things were at and, and what they were asking of. And, um, yeah, like they, uh, and they, and they cared about how guys played and, and developed. And I think that makes a huge difference. Eric, uh, and you know, through your career, I mean, you had some some pretty good seasons uh, offensively in, in an era that was that that was quite low scoring. And I guess I'll kind of transfer that to what we're seeing with the current edition of the Oilers. Is that a big part of the success this year? Is that you have Tyson Berry on the back end and Darnell Nurse is having a great season offensively? You know, from your perspective, can you sort of talk about the impact of? Uh, having D that, that can add to that offensive pressure and, and the problems that that creates for, for an opponent? Well, cer- certainly having having speed from the back end, pushing pushing the pace of play and, and getting the puck into into elite, uh, into elite hands is, is helpful. And 
and being able to, to drive a little bit of play if the forager are not finding the room they need. Um, I mean, there's been such a shift to, uh, to, to puck movement and to skating. Not that it was never there. Like, who, who doesn't want someone who can skate great and can handle the puck and push the play and whatever? But there was such a bigger component of physical playback back when I went through and before before I got in the league. And it certainly transitioned uh, to what it is now, um, where it's just it's such a different game. Um, and, and so this is just the reality of what it is. Um, I think the best players in the league have the puck on their on their tape a bit more and a little uh, a little less impeded, which I think is what is what the game was needing. Um, I think at some point you'll see a, a, maybe a little re- reversion back to a little bit more physicality, but that's just me me speculating a little bit. I mean, the games are exciting to watch, and and that's um, and I you know again it's sped up since I've been out of the league too, and so I you know. It's always good when you're in the moment, and and uh, you know it's just it's just it's it's a great game any way you play it. Quite honestly, Eric Brewer joining us on the Faceoff Show. Eric, just a couple more for you. Appreciate you popping on to talk to uh, Oilers fans today. Uh, I I got to ask you this: uh, You were on the 2002 Canadian Olympic team that broke the long gold medal drought. Before I ask about the tournament, I I got to ask you this. Who told you you were on the team? How, how did you find out? What was that moment like? Um, well, they, they, they named the team. We were flying. So we were on the plane on the tarmac in Edmonton. We were flying out east, I think maybe Philly perhaps. And so um, um, they told me on the plane. Yeah, uh, 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 Bill Tuelli had announced it on the plane. Um, and so that was... You know, I'd heard my name in the mix, obviously, and and all that other stuff. But you're dealing with a with a pretty high end group of guys. Um, you know, the majority of them are all Hall of Famers, and, and quite honestly, the majority of them were, were then at that time anyway. Like there was no confusion uh, on that type of stuff. And I I was you know it was pretty awesome. It was, it was, a, it was a fantastic moment and. Um, I don't know if you ever really get your head fully wrapped around it. Um, certainly not when you're when you're uh, when you're in your early twenties and kind of just kind of snuck in the back door and um, just a lot of things just lined up for me. So um, it was it was it was really exciting. All right, and uh, you, you got the now is the gold medal something you display, take out when uh, when you want to show it off, or <laughs> how do you treat yeah. the gold medal? Yeah, you know that's not normally my move. Um, I have it, I have shown it a little bit, but probably not as much as as a guy should. Um, um, but it's 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 a pretty uh, it's a pretty uh, amazing accomplishment, and and in the scale of of Sport, um, fairly rare too, right? Like these Olympic athletes only get every four years, and then in, in the National Hockey League, we get the, we get a crack at champion big championships every year. So I feel very uh, very fortunate for the opportunity. Right on. Well, Eric, we appreciate you checking in and visiting with Oilers fans today and uh, continued uh, growth and success with the Prince George Cougars as the WHL season gets going for the BC teams here pretty soon. And uh, we really appreciate you talking today. Enjoy the game. Yeah, no, thanks a lot. Have a great day.
That is Eric Brewer on the City Ford Faceoff Show. Over, uh, well, he factor in the playoffs about uh, 1,040 games in the NHL. He was an Oiler from 2000 to 2004, then played a bulk of years with St. Louis and Tampa Bay. A couple stints with the Ducks and the Leafs before he retired after the 2015 season. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.